Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Steven and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. All right. We've got a splendorific show for you today, guys, because we have a special guest with us. The one, the only, Mr. Sage Page Omega. Sage, hey, say hey to everybody. Hello. Good morning, Say. Good morning. Uh, Welcome to Two Geeks in a Microphone, sir. We are pumped to have you. So um, just so everybody knows, Sage Page Omega has been um, uh, just an avid supporter and fan here at Two Geeks. He is actually on normally on Twitch. Here, I'm going to put up your thing here. This is his site www.twitch.tv slash sage page omega oh look um, at that steven's got it together this morning <laughs> i'm working on it <laughs> pretty good for somebody who woke up late uh right and only got like less than five hours sleep <laughs> all yeah, right well, our guest probably has had less sleep than you actually that's yeah. Right. yeah, that's right. You work nights, right? Well, I'm actually on vacation right now, but I did stay up to like 1140 <laughs> ish last night doing some stuff and I woke up early this morning. So, nice. yeah, <laughs> well, we appreciate right you getting up early for for the show. Yep. Oh, not a problem. I couldn't I couldn't sleep. I was excited. So. <laughs> wow. It's great to have you with us. So, uh, Sage, for those that may not know you um, and I'm going to put your I'm going to uh, up here on the screen. I'm going to put your website again. Tell us a little bit about your Twitch channel and what you do. So I'm a, mostly a video game player, uh, but my channel is all about positivity, all about you know doing better, being better, evolving on the daily. Mm. Uh, you know, just trying to bring out the best versions of ourselves on a day to day basis. So literally, the best part of today is the worst part of tomorrow. Oh, nice. Evolving from that aspect. I like that. So that's what my name actually stands for. The sage part stands for seeking adventure, gaining experience. So we're leveling, we're growing, we're evolving. And the page part is us leaving our mark on the world for future generations. So like the blueprint of of better. And that's literally all it is. I love love it. it. Ah, jinx, jinx, double jinx, padlock, padlock. No, I'm just kidding. Show me a Coke. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I really like the the idea of the positivity behind your show. We try to be positive on our show. You know, I, I think you've... <laughs> Except when it comes to the well, sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the sequel trilogy gets a lot of hate on this show, but... Well, there is nothing positive about those. I get it. No. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have some negative. You're going to have things. And and that's the whole point of it. Like, we're always going to have flaws. But if we don't take the time to at least learn and evolve from them, then what are we doing? 
Agreed. So I, I, I completely, completely get it. And that's the whole part of the journey that I, that I wanted to show towards people that you don't have to be this level of perfection or, or whatever. You can be just a normal person going through this. Mm, that's the nice. whole point of it. So nice. The, I those are love good it. words. I like it. That's awesome. I love it. Well, I love having you here with us. Uh, I know Mike is excited about you being sure. with us. We are both thrilled that you could join us to talk about, um, well, should I give our topic for the day? Or well, it's already it's already in the notes well, anyway. Let's, let's get rid of let's get some <laughs> housekeeping out of the way first. <laughs> yeah, it's it's already right. if they've seen the title of our show, they know we're talking Sandman. Talking Sandman. Okay, yes. yes. I'm excited about this. This is gonna be a good topic. But I think you got a sponsor to talk about, Steve. <gasps> I am so excited, everybody. Uh, if you have not heard yet here at Two Geeks, we are now have a sponsorship with Audible. Um, that please, it's so exciting. I, I love Audible, everybody. Uh, I've been using Audible for several years. Um, I actually have over 140 titles in my Audible library because uh, I just I love it. Um, so if you go to the website www.audibletrial.com slash two geeks. So Audible A A U D I B L E trial T R I com slash two geeks t-w-o-g-e-e-k-s we actually um, spelled it out this time right <laughs> um here's the cool thing new members can try audible free for 30 days so what that means is um as an audible member you get to get one title a month um to keep from the entire catalog so there's no like blackout dates or blackout titles or anything like that um it includes latest bestsellers new releases any of those so when you sign up you can get your first month for free so you can download your own one free title whatever that is you get to choose you get to pick it it's not like oh here's a free trial and you can only pick from five titles it's not like that you can pick from anything off the catalog the other thing i love about audible is um, it was just over a year ago, they started introducing what they call their Audible Plus. Um, and they've got tons of other audiobooks that you can get for free as part of being a member. Uh, and so if you're a member, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's $15, it's $14.95 a month. Um, you get one credit per month. So that one title per month, but at still as a member, you can pick from all these other titles. Like we're talking classics, um, just all kinds of different ones. The one I want to talk about, and I'm going to show this with everybody. I'm going to share the screen, uh, see if this works. Um, I'm going to share the screen and show you, uh, one right here. Here we go. My favorite nice. auto, uh, audio book is I have William Shakespeare's The Jedi Doth Return. Nice. Um, now, but uh, Mike said, oh, no, you need to talk about William Shakespeare's Star Wars. Just start off with that one. Um, it's like listening to the movie with uh but done in shakespearean prose style the whole bit and uh, uh ian right. Dester is the author we've had him on the show yes, we um, and he is a hoot he's really nice and uh, we had a great time with him and so um, i just want to encourage everybody if you get a chance um please check out our site audibletrial.com slash two geeks just to do your free trial at least to get one free audio book uh, and it's going to be, uh, it, it is, you're going to enjoy it. 
I love it. And it's, you know, they do all kinds of deals for members all through the year. Like you can get buy three credits at a certain price or, hey, we've got a two for one special that we do. So it is it is just a fabulous opportunity. So that's at audibletrial.com slash two geeks. And if you do, you'll be helping out the show as well. So I'm going to stop sharing and there we go. So, yeah. So and if you have any questions about it. Just email me at show at two geeks mike.com. That is with the number two, actually, but show at two geeks mike.com. Um, and then you can just ask me questions. And I'll be glad to tell you about the Audible trial. Just go to that website, it'll give you everything that you need to know. Awesome. All right. Well, with that said, we'll move into the geeky news. <laughs> It's the only sounder I got for our news, so it seems to be working. So we're gonna play. We're gonna play with that for a while. Just for the record, everybody, Mike got tired of me going. Yeah, it was annoying. Trying to do the news ticker. You know how I know that everybody? It's because he has a sounder the next day. That was funny. <laughs> True, but it was funny. <laughs> okay, so uh, first up in our geeky news, this is from Screen Rant. Henry Cavill's Superman returned, pl- returned plans on hold amid the DC studio changes. Um, so, you know, basically they're saying that uh, don't be holding your breath right away for A Man of Steel 2. Uh, Henry Cavill's Superman Returns has slowed down as what could be Man of Steel 2 appears to be on hold as James Gunn and Peter Safran figure out the DC Universe future. DC fans were treated to a surprise last month when Henry Cavill returned to Superman in the Black Adam post credit scene. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoops. I don't think this is anything to worry about, honestly. Uh, okay. I mean... I wasn't expecting Man of Steel to come out tomorrow. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to get it, but I think obviously they've got smaller ideas for, for to bring Man of Steel in, you know, like I think he's going to show up possibly in the Shazam movie. I think he's possibly going to show up in the flash movie, you know, and, and they're going to want to reintroduce him in those smaller little, you know, segments before they give him a, a big, huge role. But it's coming. I mean, uh, James mm-hmm. Gunn has already said Superman is on the number one slot of their most important things. Oh, okay. So it's coming. I don't think this is too much to worry about. Um, but I thought it was an interesting headline, so I wanted to share that. Uh, next up is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Passes four hundred million at the global box office in less than a week. Uh, this is from Collider. So uh, Disney wow. and Marvel's Black Panther: Wakanda Forever has passed four hundred million mark at the global box office after just six days of release, barring a handful of territories that opened a couple days earlier. Um, this is really interesting wow. because today is also the anniversary of when Star Wars, the original Star Wars, surpassed Jaws as the highest box-selling, box office. Box office. Grossing. Whoa. So, 
it, it, it's kind of appropriate that this news came up. I, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Ties in with some Star Wars. <laughs> and then the final headline I have is Chris Hemsworth feels, and this again is from Collider. Chris Hemsworth feels the next Thor movie may be his last one. Um, I could see that happening. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has stepped down as mm-hmm. Iron Man. Um, uh, the other Chris has stepped down as Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't it happen? I, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know what the future of Marvel is right now. <laughs> I don't. Right. I, in what way? What do you mean? I mean, are they going to survive losing all these characters that they've built up for over the last decade? Is their box office numbers going to continue to rise? I know I just said Black Panther did great, but right. is the rest of Marvel going to be able to keep that momentum? I just mm, I don't know. That's don't an know. interesting question. Sage, what do you think? I think yes, if they continue to do it right. They have potential with the Falcon. They have potential with the whole Bucky Barnes background. Wanda, Vision, the whole aspect with that. Uh, Loki and how they did that sparked a lot of interest. And then obviously the entering of Kang coming into the MCU. They have a lot of potential with it. And realistically, we knew the original six were going to have to go anyhow with sure. secret wars and everything else coming out. So I think they can survive it. It just, it, it depends on how they really do it. If they do it like they did Falcon and all them, then yes. But otherwise I, I don't know, but I, I think they, I think they have a good chance. It's just, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I think I equate it to the, you know, the, we've, we have the golden years if that makes sense. <laughs> I like that actually. Um, and now we're hitting the, you know, like the silver age. If you know what I'm saying, I, I think we've, I think they've had a great peak. It was great. You know, most, most products from a product life cycle is seven to 10 years. And, and I'm thinking, okay, so I think they've had a great run. Um, I am going in with the Marvel movies, really th- this next phase the king the king story the storyline um even though i'm not a fan of multiverse (laughs) i know this is not the place for that we we drag him into the multiverse (laughs) screaming that's right that's right but um i do i i i I am interested in the changing of the guard i am interested you know because we you know hawkeye was you know jeremy renner's you know hawkeye passing on the bow to you know kate bishop you know having that kind of a situation um the next generation i i'm interested in seeing how they do all that how they tie stuff together um and i'm willing to give it a shot but i don't think it will be I don't have the expectation of it being as good as the golden years, if that makes sense. I think I agree with you actually. Um, I mean, I I have some excitement about the next phase. There's some things that I'm really looking for, especially secret wars, the possibility of the symbiote uh, suit coming to Spider-Man. I want to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's more to me that more falls into the spider verse, you know, realm of things and less into the mcu side of it right um i don't know could we possibly be seeing a slight 
uh, dip in the Marvel years and maybe an upcoming rise in the DC years, which mm-hmm. I kind of want to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Sage, what, what were you, you going to say something? Well, I, I think yes, only because Marvel, when they came out with the movies, they came out with <clears throat> the hitters that we know. Mm-hmm. That everybody, you know, the stories that we all know about with DC, they're kind of rebuilding and they're they're bringing out the characters that we know now at the end of Marvel's already recognized people. So Marvel's got phase two with these people that no one really knows about. So it makes sense that the shift's going to kind of switch over to DC. But I honestly think, though, if Marvel builds it up like, hey, this may not be Iron Man, but this person that we have is just as powerful, just as dynamic, just as ridiculous then i think they can kind of keep that that shift on their side it's just it really depends i mean i'm a hopeful fan of marvel uh not that i don't like dc i'm i'm, I'm really a hopeful fan of marvel mm, and i, like I just that. i really think of you know just it, it based on how they really push it if they keep going with the falcon aspect and how they did that series right and so forth i think they have a really good chance but if they differ like they did with some of the other movies recently, it's not going to look so good. So, all right, all right, that's good. I like that hopeful Marvel. I like that hopeful that's Marvel good. fan. I'm so going to quote you on that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. A lot. I told you he, he was going to bring some class to the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Right on. Um. So that's all I got for the news. We ready to move on to Geek Dar? Uh, one other thing, one last oh. thing about Chris Hemsworth that I, I alluded to. Uh, sure. I had some words to say, and it's I'm going to take thirty seconds. Here we go. I do not at oh, yeah. all like how they've taken Thor, a mighty Nordic mythological god, <laughs> and made him campy. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, Chris, I can see how you were like, yeah, I'm kind of done. I'm done with Thor because they've, they've dumbed them down rather than being um, powerful and uh, mighty. Gosh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Mighty Thor. Well, I, I think he's still powerful. Uh, you know, he is. There is he no is. doubt that he's powerful. It's just. But they made him dumb. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, I didn't like anyway, that's it. I can that's why I see where he's like there. And I hope they bring Thor, whatever they do next with Thor, however they do it, they make them, you know. Cause if you go back with them. Do what? I don't know where they'll go with him at this point. Uh, if they pass off the mantle or whatever they do, I don't know. I know. But if you go back and watch Captain America or not Captain America, the there was the whole scene where they have Loki and uh and they're in the they're in the ship, and Scarlett uh, Johansson as Black Widow is like, I wouldn't mess with him, Cap. I'd sit this one out, Cap. You know, you know, these men are like gods. You know, that's a great. There's only one God, ma'am, and I'm sure he doesn't wear tights. No, I'm just kidding. So the but you watch. Oh, that's Thor. one of my favorite lines, by the way. Oh, <laughs> in fact, the, uh, I, I've got a T-shirt from uh, Geek with the Bible that says. There's only one God, ma'am. <laughs> I love it. So the uh, that if you watch Thor in that depiction, that is 
Thor, and then you go to see where Thor's at today, you see a totally difference in the style of character and stuff. So that's where my excuse, my reason, my rationale, my thought process on why I think Chris is like, yeah, I think I'm done. Not only just with, with, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, you know, with them changing it is they are the kind of trifecta of the story, especially in the Avengers Endgame and stuff. So I, um, anyway, that's my thoughts. I took more than a minute. Sorry, everybody. No, no problem. Moving right along. Do, 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 do. All right. Well, <laughs> you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? <laughs> now, what is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. <laughs> sweeps. <laughs> and the creeps. That's not all he's lost. That's for sure. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I do, too. I do, too. It's so fantastic. I don't think we've done a podcast on that movie. Why have we not done an episode... On Spaceballs. Because it's like 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's all uh, in Galaxy Quest. Well, yeah. Oh. You know, we got to we gotta do a November uh, uh, classic sci-fi, too. We haven't come up with a November one yet. Right. And, and we're quickly just, running out of November. <laughs> we're quickly running out of November for everybody. Wah, wah. So for Kofi subscribers, sorry. <laughs> Say sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. What's on everyone's geek dar this morning? Well, uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, the I don't have much. It's been a kind of a crazy week, as every week has been lately. But the um, so my two boys um, are up from Kansas City, and they they're playing came in late last night and so oh, it got delayed while they were in salt lake and so they got delayed so we were at home watching the flight when it was going to land and that kind of a thing so we decided to pop in a movie and on peacock the movie nope is on there nope the um, oh that's on peacock it's oh, on peacock we gotta watch that it they just released it friday so so troy my youngest stepson put it in and uh we were sitting there watching it and he goes, he goes, this is great. I'm going to crack up saying it. Um, he goes, oh, this is, this part's boring. Let's just get to the alien stuff. I'm going to do a Steven skip. <laughs> oh, I love that. So he started it's skipping. So he started skipping through the movie, you know, to go, okay, we can pass this part. Oh, here, listen, looks like a part. So he stopped it. So it was, it was pretty funny. So we have not finished it. <laughs> what did you say, Megan? I said, you're teaching him. That's right. The importance of Steven Skip. Um, oh, that's hilarious. So, so anyway, so uh, we haven't finished it yet, but I am intrigued by the story. It's a, it's a slow burn in the first half because it's setting up the suspense. And I think that's uh, Jordan Peele's style. I think okay. I'm pretty sure he's the one doing it. I think that's his his kind of his style. And then the second half really, you know, but they yeah, they've introduced that oh something's going on here and it's really weird. So yeah. Yes, Jordan Peele directed. Okay. Ah, yeah. thanks, Megan. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Uh, um yeah. Yeah, they, when we saw Black Adam, they had the trailer for Nope and uh, the whole time Brenda's going, Nope. <laughs> 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> right. And that's the premise behind it. They're like, yeah. And the, the first time he says it, the one actor, he says, nope. I'm like, ah, that makes sense now why they named it that. <laughs> yeah, Megan and I are going, that actually looks kind of good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so and now it's on it. Peacock. So I'm just yeah, telling you, it's kind of a slow burn at the beginning, but it's setting up little suspense stuff all the way through, and it is intriguing. Um, so it is worth it in the end. I'm I'm halfway through, and and I want to finish it. So yeah, that should tell you something. You're halfway. Through. Well, of course, you had to go get. I had to go pick up the boys. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's reasonable. Yeah. That's understandable. And that was about twelve thirty, one o'clock this morning. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't have been. I would have been. <laughs> right. Right. Of course, you can ask Megan. Sometimes eight o'clock at night, we're watching a movie and she's going, Dad, Dad, <laughs> wake up, wake up. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm tired. <laughs> Sage, what's, right. on your, what's on your geek dar? Uh, just the latest game I've been playing, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, it's got the nostalgias of the games of the past that I used to play. It's it just released a hardcore mode, um, um, the Warzone Battle Royale, which is also amazing as well. It has proximity chat where you can hear the enemies right next to you if you're in the radius around them. It's, that, it's just that would be it's scary. It's that would fun. be scary. <laughs> it makes for some interesting gameplay and trying to sneak around, but they can hear everything you do. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, what, the game itself is overall fun, though. I love one it. of my favorite YouTube channels is Viva La Dirt League. <laughs> and uh, this. oh gosh, if you if you play games. I mean, it's, they just, they're so good. They're so funny. They, their most recent episode from Friday was about having headphones and playing with headphones. And they were making fun of this one guy who has not been playing with headphones. He's been playing with the, the integrated speakers in his TV. (laughs) Rather, and then he actually puts on headphones and the world changes and have that directional ability and stuff. So, uh, Sage, what do you like best about the new uh, Call of Duty? I like that for the most part, it's as real as a person like me is going to get to the whole shooting a gun real aspect and all of that. They they take in wind account, they take in variation, they take in a lot of things. And this this one, <laughs> wow. this one really falls into the format of you you have to play with your team, so you have to trust the people that you're playing with. Oh. To make you know, and, and and I love that. I'm all about team, you know, multiplayer style games and and playing mm-hmm. with people. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love this aspect of it. And just the 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 gameplay of it, the graphics are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Nice. They you are see gorgeous. where we started at back in the day with the Sega Saturns and the Ataris and the Commodore sixty four and all that. To now, it's just it's remarkable. I love it. I, is, I love every aspect of the game. Is is there a medic class? Um, or no, not really. I mean, you can play as that where you just run around with stims and heal people all day, but it's who wants to do that exactly. When I I played Battlefield, when I was playing Battlefield 2 years ago with a friend of mine, I was a medic, and let me tell you, I was darn good because here's the deal I would be top of the leaderboards, not for kills, but for revives. I mean, technically, you could do that in this, there you can build yourself what 
I guess the close would be would be a sniper class. So oh, you know you're creeping around, be, crawling yeah. through the mountains, do what you got to do. Your teammate gets down, you can sneak up, try to revive them. I mean, so there is a way to play as that, but right. for the most part, it's you're surrounded, survive, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let me ask you this: Is it worth the seventy, eighty dollar price tag? Normally, I would say no. Every Call of Duty that's come up prior, I think over sixty bucks is is just not worth it. Wow. However, I did get this one at the ninety nine dollar value because there's two editions. There's a standard oh. and the vault edition. The I did get the edition. Which I did the get the vault, vault edition. edition. So you get extra characters. You get um, additional levels. You get like this pack of things on top of the actual game content. Um, I will say it was absolutely worth it. Even if you just get the seventy nine dollar <gasps> version, it's it's worth it. Only because as a fan of this franchise, I love the fact that it brings me to the time frame of wanting to play this franchise again. Because I, I was getting bored with it. I was getting tired of it. I was getting tired of them not really listening to the fans. Not, you know, it just, it fell off, you know, from where I used to start to now. And it's, it's amazing. It, it brought me back to loving this franchise, loving playing with my friends, you know, coming home from work and like, I got to get on the game to mm-hmm. wanting to grind my weapons out to get specialized camos. Like it just, it gives me that feel. Um, and I just, I love every aspect of it. Nice. One of the things that you said before we went on the show, cause I was asking you about it. Cause my youngest stepson and my oldest stepson both have the game. And they were oh, playing. Oh, yeah, they're both and, gamers too, aren't they? Yeah, and my youngest wanted me to get it. He, is, is there crossplay? There's crossplay yes. with it? There is crossplay, uh, all platforms, uh, from my understanding. I know the three main ones of Xbox, PlayStation, and, and, and okay. computer. Uh, but I, if I'm not mistaken, Switch and all the other ones can play. I, I'm not entirely sure. I've got uh, a PlayStation, they have Xbox. So. Yeah, you guys can cross-platform it, and and it's amazing. As a matter of fact, the Call of Duty prior to this is the one that I met uh, a few people, Contagious and and her husband on, and right on. I've been friends with them ever since. And this brings me back to when I first met them. So it nice. that's another reason why I love it because it gives me that just that that memory, man. Like it, yeah, it's awesome. yeah, okay. Just all so right. everyone knows, Contagious Punk is a another. Uh, Twitch streamer, friend of the show. She, yeah, she's a friend of the show, also a uh, supporter of the show too. She's, in fact, uh, it's because of her that we met Sage. So, so we, <laughs> right, we yeah. have her to thank for that. Um, so, Contagious Punk is awesome. Check out her her Twitch stream, also. So, is that what you're currently playing, Sage? On, on your um, stream? that's majority of my content right now. Okay. One because it's the most popular game and two, because I, I can't put it down, but I do play a variety <laughs> of games. Um, I play games from Diablo, which is RPG style to sea of thieves, adventure esque first person to even mm-hmm. strategy style games. I, I like to mix it up, you know, for those who, you know, don't usually get the shy, the, the, the spotlight sh- shown on them. I like to say, Hey, I, I'm here for you as well. So right. this way you can see different aspects of it as well. So. I'm just going to say for, go ahead, Mike. I, I was just going to say, I used to play Diablo on PC years ago. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. That's actually where I started with the whole Omega aspect and everything. Like, I mean, I've played video games prior to that. Don't get me wrong, but my brother, um, he was in the military and stuff. When he would come home, we'd play Diablo. I'd watch him play Diablo for hours and i just i loved that and that's honestly what really kicked me off and wanting to be like 
that's it. That's what I want to do. I'm going to play games. That's it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was years ago. <laughs> well, I was going to put it this way, everybody. If you're if you get on this Twitch channel and watch him or just watch some of his previous streams, the dude, you are good. <laughs> you are really good. I have enjoyed watching. I'm like, there's no. Well, I'll put it to you this way: if if we were playing side by side, I would. He would probably have 439 kills to my one kill in a 10 minute episode. So just, I'd already be the dead one. So <laughs> no, no, I I get lucky. I as I as I stated earlier, 90 percent of the time it's me trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing, and when I get that one little lucky nugget, I try to repeat it. So <laughs> that's Dude, it. I, my my nephews are my nephews are gamers. They're all into games and stuff, and. Several years back, one of them was like, "Hey, Uncle Mike, Michael, come, come play a uh, call or no, uh, not Call of Duty, uh, the one where they all wearing the big oh, armor, Halo. yeah, Halo. Halo. Come, come play Halo with us. All right, all right. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, we'll show you. And here I am. I'm just trying to walk, and they're just blowing me away. And I'm going, what, what just?" happened here well in in those games there's actually an aspect and and i always recommend people give it a shot even if you don't play the multiplayer aspect most of those games halo call of duty they have a wonderful campaign which Mm -hmm. i love the story of the game a lot of people who play those games they only care about the multiplayer i Uh, love the story i love all about campaigns yeah and it's awesome and and it's set up to where no matter if you had no skill or a ton of skill they, it's adjusted accordingly, and I recommend doing it, man. It's it's so much fun. Dude, and it's well, a release. It's a release, too. Oh, yeah. Well, years ago, yeah. I played Force Unleashed, uh, which is an amazing Star Wars. Phenomenal game. I love oh, yeah. those games. And I absolutely <laughs> love the story of that, too. And I was just like, why don't they make this into a movie, man? <laughs> this needs yeah. to be a movie. Right. right. So, so okay. yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying it now, Sage. We want you back so we can just talk all kinds of streaming and oh, yeah. games and stuff. I think you can right. give us some great insights. Anytime you guys want me, just say the word. I'm here for you. I right think on. You could I love be it. Our official two geeks video game reviewer. That's, that's, <laughs> I love it. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I would be honored. Thank you. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Well, right. we, we're already 34 minutes. Yeah, in. I know, and I haven't got to my geek talk. <laughs> Uh, real it's quick. an hour-long show, everybody. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We'll probably sorry. go a little over today. We're that's geeking okay. out. <laughs> um, yeah, wait till next week. Wait till we get Chris on next week, and then we have a second episode next week with uh, Theron. So <laughs> we're gonna make up for our, our Wakanda that we missed a couple weeks ago. Um, so on my geek dar, first off, I watched the first uh, couple episodes of the season four of Titans. Whoa, I really like what I'm seeing so far. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, um, just a little spoiler alert. Uh, If you don't want to know anything going in, but the big bad, the big bad is being established as Brother Blood and me being a classic Titans fan from the 80s. Yeah, Brother Blood was a major storyline in the 80s that I loved. And this is fantastic. You can take your ears out of your, your fingers. Oh, out. okay. All right. <laughs> you can take your ears I'm out only, of your fingers, Steve. Oh, okay. Thanks. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm only like half an hour into the first episode. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, I'm loving what I've seen, seen so oh, far. Oh, good. Good, good. And good. I am okay. looking forward to the rest of this season. All right. So um, we're going to do a, a nice 
review oh, on season yeah. four. Okay. Okay. Heck yeah. Sweet. Um, so then the other thing, uh, finally started listening to the Batman audio adventures. It's a kind of a podcast. Um, you know, I like my podcasts, right? <laughs> I'm kind of partial to podcasts, but, uh, there's actually two seasons of the Batman audio adventures. You can get them on HBO max. You can also just download them on your favorite podcatcher of choice. Um, in fact, I've been listening to them uh, on my eye catcher on my iPhone at work, uh, yesterday. They're a lot of fun. Uh, the cool thing about this is the voice of Batman is Jeffrey Wright, who played Lieutenant Gordon in The Batman. And that blew me away. I was like, wow. And he does a pretty good job. I mean, he's interesting. He's no Kevin Conroy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is Kevin Conroy. But I I really like what I hear of him. I I think he's done a really good job. Um, The other little surprise was Catwoman is played and I could hear it. I actually could hear it in her voice. But it was uh, Catwoman was played by Rosie, uh, Rosario Dawson, which is oh. from from uh, the Star Wars uh, stuff on on Disney. And um, a little shout out for I don't know the actor, but uh, the guy who's voicing Oswald Cobblepot, the Penguin, is phenomenal. I love him. Um, and it's Bobby Monea. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, not sure what else he's been in, but I really like him as the penguin. He's, he's done a good job. Um, so I would highly recommend the Batman audio adventures. They're fun. There is a comic book that is going along with it too. I've got the first two issues of the comic. book. Okay. Um, I thought it was neat that they put out a companion comic book to go along with these very cool all right so that is my geek dar for today right on yay awesome oh three geeky dads is in the house look out everybody we are in trouble (laughs) (laughs) all right are we ready for the main event the main event now that we're 38 minutes in (laughs) let's get ready oh sorry can't say that i know we will get copyright strike not that we're really well we do have an audible well at least i didn't mention the rock oh whoops oh, I did we just again. lost we just lost 80 seconds of our audio and facebook <laughs> 72 different uh 72 countries different countries <laughs> well shazam <laughs> sorry okay shazam or as mark would say shazbot <laughs> great all right now we're here to talk Sandman yes. and uh, the Netflix show and written by, well, the, the story, original comic book written by Neil Gaiman, one of, one of our master storytellers living today. Um, he's written a lot of books, a lot of stuff that uh, one of my favorite movies, Stardust, was written by Neil Gaiman. So that's the old Charlie Cox movie before he was... Before he was uh, uh, a daredevil, kind of a thing. So uh, it's an old film. Michelle Pfeiffer um, is in it and does a really good job. So anyway, sorry, Neil Gaiman. So uh, the Sandman. um, Anybody want to give kind of a overview of kind of the? We need an overview of kind of the story of Sandman. Um, 
yeah. Let, let's do the overview because before I start going into a review session here. Are we going to do like our overall review first, Mike? Do you want to do that? Like what we want to score yeah, it yeah, as? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, okay. Let's, let's start off with the overall review. Ooh. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start this off. So uh, I had never read The Sandman. You know, I've obviously known about the character for years. Mm-hmm. I just, it was just an aspect of DC that I didn't always get into. So Vertigo, um, was it Vertigo? DC yeah, Vertigo? Vertigo. They, that's, I was trying to think of what that was last night. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's okay. part of the Vertigo uh, portion of the, the DC comic uh, industry. Um, it's just not something I really got into. Uh, but when we, we, you and I discussed the Sandman a little bit and I was like, okay, maybe I should check this show out. I watched the first like two episodes. I was hooked. Honestly, I thought the story was really good. Um, I love the character of Sandman or uh, dream as he's referred to a lot in the series. Uh, I really found that character interesting. And the funny thing is I started watching this right around the time that Andor was starting and you know I'm a huge Star Wars fan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was bored out of my mind with Andor <laughs> review coming next week everybody yes, review coming with <laughs> none other than one of our favorites Chris Mott Chris, Chris Mott, Mott. Will be joining us from mocktails mm-hmm. from the cantina mm-hmm. um, and he loves Andor so I can't wait to talk to him about this yeah. anyway uh I watched this and I was like wow um I think uh, Star Wars could learn a lesson about storytelling here. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Because I was much more intrigued. It was much more better. Much more better. Nice. Well done, Mike. <laughs> In my opinion, anyway. So uh, overall, I really enjoy this series. I, I think it, it's a very enjoy- enjoyable series. Um, some really cool aspects uh, just real quick, I really like the character Death. I loved her. Um, I think she's my favorite character in the entire series. I want okay, to okay. So, we'll talk about that episode. Yeah, then. I'd yeah. love to talk about that. Episode oh yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, excellent. Okay, definitely, definitely. Got to buy my underwear. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get him at Kmart. Wapner's on four. Sorry. I'm a okay. good driver. Well, I'm, a good, I'm an excellent <laughs> driver. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So right. wh- how, how do you want to score it? And out of how many? Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. Uh, how about crows? Do you want to do crows? I like it. I like That's fitting. How about what do you think? Sage, what's your art? I was because of dream and everything. I was going to say sands of time, but I like oh, crows though. Okay. <gasps> no, we, we can go with that too. Let's like do that, that one. We'll right. do it. Do it. Okay. So how many, how many uh hour glasses? <laughs> we could or we're like the max ten sands of time, so out of ten sands of time. Go I for guess. it. Um, so I would actually give this probably an eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, okay. Really enjoyable series. There was really only one episode that I was kind of like, yeah, it was a little iffy. Um, everything else. I thought it was enjoyable. There wasn't uh, a really a moment that I wanted to Steven skip through this. 
Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, course, I'm not usually one to Steven Skip, unless, of course, it's Andor. <laughs> I, I get my I'm gonna get my jabs in on Andor right now while Chris isn't here because I don't want to make Chris mad when he's yes, here. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'll give it eight out of ten. Okay. All right. Sage. I'm a solid ten out of ten on this one. I I walked in completely blind, not knowing anything with it. Um, and I could not I literally binge watched the entire series in one day and then (gasps) went back to over it again because I wanted to really engulf it. Like I love this. I love this one day. I I I started I started it at work. This is this is bad, but I started it at work while I was working and I just went through. Got home we, from work and continued. We won't watching. tell anyone that you started at work. Ah, it's, it's, that's, that's just <laughs> but I I absolutely loved it. It was it was phenomenal. Wow. So so ten out of ten sands I of give time. It a solid 10. Nice. It is, nice. I and like you, I loved uh, Dream or Morpheus. But yeah, my mm-hmm. favorite character, aside from Patton Oswald and the and yes, the Raven. As the crow. Yeah, yeah, the Raven. The Raven. Yeah. The ra- yeah. My Raven's favorite also was Death. She was phenomenal in this series. Yeah. Oh, the Raven uh, was terrific in this. I, yeah. I really liked him too. His witty comments are hilarious. Oh, it's yeah. so Patton Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> So his name was Matthew. Matthew, that's it. Yeah. That's his name, Matthew. Yes. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, I give it a one out. Stop. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just Stop. kidding. So I um <laughs> if you ask me how many episodes I actually made it all the way through that Steven skipping, there are several. So, which is good. There was one episode that I just even skipped through the whole thing. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I thought I would. I tried to get into it. Um, We'll get to that in a minute. Um, But I will say by the end of it, the, the last few episodes, there were no Steven skips whatsoever. Um, and, uh, I really, really enjoyed it by the time it was all said and done. I enjoyed it. So, um, barring that I probably, my store score is probably incomplete in the aspect. There are some parts that I Steven skipped to be fair. If you um, Steven skipped any of episode six, I'm hopping a plane and I'm going and smacking you. Uh, is that, that's the one with death, right? Yes, that's the one with death. Oh no. I watched the whole okay, thing. Okay, good, one. good. I don't have to hop a plane. Um, I, I, there and um, smack you. I do agree with both of you that I think the the character death was fabulous. The mythos around in changing the mindset of how we view death. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. Was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, and that in itself gave some points back. You know how you get the cinema sins, you know, sometimes they give points back. I give points back. So um, I would definitely say I, I, I have no problems giving it a, a good solid eight out of 10 sands oh. of time. So you and I are right on the same page. Though. Right. Same page. We got to get in dad jokes. Sorry. Dad jokes. I'll drink to that. that. Much I love more it. better. <laughs> Much more better. <laughs> mm. By the All way, right. I'm, I'm drinking. Uh, uh, what did I say this was, Megan? Um, Dunkin' Donuts 
uh, polar polar peppermint coffee today. We are not sponsored by Donut Dunkin' Donuts, but ooh, this is some good coffee. It's like <laughs> it's like Christmas in your cup. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, anything else you got spiked in there? <laughs> I forgot, man. I was gonna put. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was gonna put some uh, 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 Irish. Irish cream, and I forgot. Man, forgot my bagel. <laughs> oh, well. all right, maybe next time. Uh, okay, so here's the dealio. So I don't I wanna... have tequila in it, though. Just, just, just saying. Just saying, Angie, you got your answer. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna put tequila in it. That'd be nasty. That'd be okay, what? Uh, we've already alluded to it, I think, but favorite episode and why? Oh, well, I already told my favorite episode. That's episode six. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember mm-hmm. what the title of that episode was. So, real, real that, quick, I, I didn't do this at the beginning. I'm sorry, everybody. The Real quick, the premise of the story is you have Dream, mm-hmm. Morpheus, also known, you know, or the Sandman. So, it's got three names in the show. Um, Oh, Get by the way, calling him Morpheus gives me anxiety because all I can think of is Morbius. <laughs> oh, Morbius. You think yeah. Morbius. I go to the I Matrix. Hear, My brain goes I, to the Matrix. Yeah, movies. but when I hear Morpheus, all I can hear is Morbius. And, and it, I just immediately go to Marvel, and, which I like the Morbius character, too. And it's like, it right. gives me anxiety. Stop. Just let's call him death. Or, I mean, not death. Let's call him dream. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, go ahead. No, I'm just saying the premise is, is he is the ruler of the dreaming, the dream world when you dream. So both both good dreams and nightmares are all fall under his quote unquote realm. The beginning of the series is he gets captured. He's captured uh, for 100 years and he breaks free. And now he's coming back to see his realm has just crumbled and faded. And he you know, it's time for him to rebuild it. And then there's this whole story about him getting the things he needs. So there is kind of the uh, the theme of, you know, getting these MacGuffins, uh, these three MacGuffins. That's part of the series. He gets them. He comes back into his realm or gets back to his power. But then you realize there's an underlying mischievous story going on underneath at the same time. And then you find out that part of that is because of a what they call a vortex a dream vortex and then that story so it's kind of like three stories flowing into one it it is actually kind of masterful by the time i got to the end of it i realized that the beginning did not hook me at all like sage uh really see i i was was hooked from minute one of this really i thought it was intriguing but i was just like okay but then it started but i think you're right i think this is you you have to peel this like an onion there's layers it is it it, it is masterfully done neil gaiman has done a fantastic job on this he has and 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 so it's one of those where you get the whole when you see the whole picture so if anyone's you haven't made it through netflix or through the series the netflix series i want to encourage you to go watch the whole thing because by the time you get to the end you will then see all the threads of how they come back together if that did everyone watch the bonus episode by any chance i did did you that's honestly that's what I was, I, as soon as I watched, it was the first time I watched, and I was like, "Wait, what is this? <laughs> this is interesting. What is going on?" And 
I was hooked. That's actually what hooked me in. Oh, so you watched the bonus episode before you watched the series. Yeah, with the cats and everything. Yeah, I watched it first. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I like this concept. I like the, you know, to dream bigger than what we are. And then when episode one came and I'm like, wait, these are people. What's going on? And and then it gave me a whole nother element. I'm like, oh, this is awesome because it took me completely to where I wasn't thinking. So I, I love it. I love it. I watched the entire series and then I watched the bonus episode. My my first reaction was, what is going on here? And yeah. then as I watched the story, well, it just it just uh 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 um strengthened my my uh theory that cats are evil actually. <laughs> I would agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> Which my wife and my daughter hate when I say that, but you know, I, I have the, I have this belief that see, cats are evil, um, and dogs, dogs are obedient and they love their masters. Where cats want to rule, they want to be the masters. You know, when when you come home, a dog is excited to see you. You come home to a cat, and the cat's like, "Where the hell you been all day?" Give me my food. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say that. Uh, okay, so favorite episodes. Favorite episodes, everybody. Number six. Let's talk about it. Number six by far is my yeah. favorite episode. It has death in it. Death is absolutely my favorite character from this series. I want more of death. She was incredible. I liked what you said earlier about how um, it or I think you said it, Sage, how, I don't know, one of you two said it, <laughs> how she kind of read, the character kind of redefined the way we look at death. Yeah. Um, and that's something I was telling my wife, when because she didn't watch the series. She didn't think she could get into it because she thought it was too dark for her, which mm. is fine. Um, but uh, I told her, I said, oh, no, you got to at least watch this one episode. And I, I played it to her last night. She's like, I like that character. I, I, I thought they did that character really good. Um, yeah. I loved how death was compassionate, caring, um, warm. You know, it was totally different from anything we we'd ever interpret death before. And, and I am so on board for, for this character. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it, everyone who thinks of death is like, Oh my God, this is, you know, devastation, you know, but it was a comforting friend that right. you didn't even know you had or needed. And just the transition of, you know, with the one character, uh, you know, with the car getting hit by the car and everything, yep. you know, she's like, Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. And just the soothing aspect of it and her approach to her, you know, her position. Her mm-hmm. Yeah. How she's like, I was there with the first and I'll be there when the last is done. And I can put the you know the, the chairs up and call it a day. Like I I love that. That is just a beautiful, beautiful aspect. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. her with the old man too when he's playing the violin and everything. And she's, I actually oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I I found something funny. Uh, it had it, it. I don't know the character that played uh, John D. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I just found it hilarious. Played Professor Lupin in Harry Potter. He passed mm-hmm. away, and then the next episode, Death greets Harry. Harry passes away. So, oh. Professor and Harry passes away. I just, I thought that was hilarious in the show. That's a good I, connection there. So, no, I like that. I like that. No, I, I really liked her coming in and and consoling him. And then he was like, "Can I say one thing before before we leave?" 
And yeah. she's like, yes, of course. And, you know, and he, he says the, the Jewish prayer and everything. And I, I thought that was an incredible scene. Very moving, yeah. very moving. I actually cried a little on the one part when the gentleman drowns in the water. Oh, he's like, yeah. well, you know, can I at least mm-hmm. let my let her know? Can I? And she's like, I'm sorry, but it doesn't really work that way. You know, like right. I like how she still comforted him, but Hey, I've got a job to do. We've got to go. So right. it, was, it was a very beautiful moment, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really love that episode. That's definitely my favorite. It, it is by far the best episode. Oh, I think yes. not because you begin to see not only this re redefining what many people would think of death or the, the being afraid of death and how they're bringing in this comfort of death, but it also brought in the beginning of Morpheus um, dream. Sorry, let me say yeah. dream. No, it, the changing of his character, because you know, it, it is a pivotal moment within the series because the first half he's getting his um, he's getting his tools or whatever, you know, his mask, yes. the sand, the 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 gym thing. Yeah. And um, and then he's like, he's like, I'm aimless. I'm, I don't what am I supposed to do? What you know, I've got no real purpose. And, and you know, I thought, well, that's weird. You know, kind of you already stated your purpose way back in episode two. I'm going to or in the one was I'm going <laughs> to rebuild. So I thought that was kind of weird. But it, the way the storytelling went, it was the beginning of not really about purpose for him, but it was about changing how he viewed things, because that was the power of that last episode. Or episode ten, excuse me, not not the bonus, but episode ten was how who he used to be before the hundred year imprisonment, and now who he is changing and who he is becoming as a character. Episode six was the pivotal moment of that change because of the interaction with death, yep. and um, it was it was it was just fabulous. Plus, she challenged him. She she excuse me, death challenged dream. With a great character who I love this part of the story. So yeah, this is almost like there's almost like two plot lines going in this in this storyline, right? You no, know, because you you've got the whole uh, death aspect of it going on, and we're learning how how death uh, interacts with with humans and so on and so forth, and and then he's learning from him from her, but at the same time we have this second storyline, which is kind of this whole. Uh, aspect of, of us as humans and, and, you know, how, I mean, I, I loved it how she, he hears him say, I would love to live forever. And, and death's whole thing is, yeah, within a century, he, he changed his mind on, on saying that, you know, was that and dream? I, th- I think dream said that dream said yeah, that. Yeah, right, dream right, said dream that. right. Dream said that dream said that. And, uh, but I, I think most of us would agree with that, actually. I, I think most of us wouldn't want to actually live beyond a century or something. What's like the that. song? Who wants to live forever? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used so to watch I, Highlander. I loved this uh you know, this storyline of you know following this guy through his life and seeing how he's changed after they they give him the gift of living forever, you know, mm-hmm. and, Sage, what were you, were you going to say something? Well, no, I was going on, on to that. I think the whole, this whole concept, especially the death episode is breaking away from giving into inevitability. 
I think that's the Ooh, whole concept of it. Good. You know, Dream's whole concept is, you know, these humans need me without without me, you know. But in reality, you know, he, he knows that he's endless. He knows that he, you know, whatever. But once he started to break down, thanks to death, of let me get in touch with who they are. Let me find out more about them. Then that finds out more about myself and the companionship that I know I need, given the fact that I'm inevitably outliving them all. I'm going to be alone. They aren't. And I think that's the beautiful concept that death brought is I know my job. I'm going to be here forever. Let me be here for these people who don't know what's going on. Right. And, Mm. and that just, and in that episode where death or where dream hears the guy saying, I want to live forever. It's intriguing because he's like, Oh, he's just saying that. But then when he actually sees there's another person who wants to continue I, I thought that was beautiful because that gave, you know, Dream the the companionship that he he honestly needed to change to get back to the fact of he's had the power all this time, but now he has the companionship that he desperately seeks for. Well, and I I loved when Hob is Hob right? That's that's the character. Yes, name. yeah, uh, Hob Gadling. Hob Gadling. I love it how we see like the first couple centuries of Hob. He's actually well off. He's doing really well for the first couple centuries Mm -hmm. and then like the third century he comes in he's destitute he's lost everything and and death is like you know you kind of see that smirk going here it is this is is where where dream dreams like he's he's gonna be he's gonna be uh uh, begging for death at this point and then he's like so you're saying you don't want to live forever anymore and he's like are you kidding me <laughs> what what's wrong with you? <laughs> so yeah, even though he lost everything, he still wants to continue. He does not want to die. He even talks about how how horrible it is starving to death and not being able to die. You know, and I I would have never thought of that until then. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine how bad that would be. But when he said it, it's like Oh yeah. And, and it's that moment you're thinking, yeah, he's going to be begging for death at this point. And then no, no, he wants to continue living. I I thought it was great. I loved it. It was a Mm -hmm. genius episode. It really was. Mm. By far. Yeah. By far the best. Now I will say, um, Oh, and I rewatched it last night, by the way. (laughs) Oh, did you? Good, good choice. The, the one before that, episode five, was the one I actually hated, and I Steven skipped most of it. The diners, the diner scene. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I was just like, where are we going? I don't, I, I mean, I understand you, but I don't need your motivations. I don't need your, you know, kind of a, what your viewpoint is, and you want to give people what they want, but then you don't. But then, you know, I'm just like, nah, move, move along, move it along. We're moving. I think that was We're more moving. of building up the serial killers. Which, which, by the way, that was pretty ingenious. The serial convention. I yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, that was well hidden, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yes, um, I, I think that episode was just a build up to serial killers. But okay, I, fair enough. Okay, I, I like you. I I didn't care for it. I was like, and I kept watching it because I'm, you know, expecting some big reveal, something, you know. And it just didn't really come with that episode. So I, I don't know. I think that's the one episode that probably could have just, it was almost for me, it was filler. 
Yeah. Because it, it, it was filler just to get to the end where Dream, um, you know, connects or, you know, he's like, you have something I need or, you know, whatever you have the third piece or, you know, the, you know, of his, you know, you got the Ruby or I am the Ruby or whatever. And, and so I, I just like, yeah, move it along, move it along <laughs> kind of a thing. Steven skip, Steven skip. <laughs> I did. I, I skipped a lot of it. I, I do 15 seconds. Mm, yep. Another 15. Mm, no, yep. I, another 15. I have a second favorite episode and that would okay. be, with uh the boy um oh okay rose's brother um oh what was his name was it jed i think it's yes it's jed jed um the episode where they they kind of introduce jed and and you see what he's going through with uh he calls him aunt and uncle but i i don't know if they're really his aunt and uncle no they're they're foster parents Okay. Oh, that's right. They were foster parents. Yeah, because he had the the worker come and he slips the note into her purse and and all that yeah. good stuff. I, it's been a couple of weeks since I watched it, so I'm he calls kinda... him aunt and uncle because they were friends with his that's dad. Right. That's right. Um, but uh, I loved his escape, and when we see him as quote unquote the Sandman, which I just recently found this out. I didn't know this, but that was a callback to the original version of the Sandman that Neil Gaiman took over in DC comics. And he actually had a red and yellow costume here. Let's see if I can. Um, oh, interesting. I'm trying to figure how do I screen share Steven? <laughs> um, so oh, okay, I see it. under I see present it. down at the bottom. It's, so, it's an option. Um, share screen. Oh, here we go. We're learning on the fly, everybody. So yeah, this is what the, oh. the original Sandman. Now Here. there is also another Sandman in the DC universe that's actually in the Justice Society of America. That's the Sandman I knew of, and he wears like a gas mask and and he's uh, he does things with chemicals and so on and so forth. But this Sandman is a little bit more like what we see in Neil Gaiman's character. But when Neil Gaiman was offered this by DC Comics, Neil said, "I want to reinvent it." And came up with it. So uh, Jed's costume is kind of paying homage to this original. Uh, homage. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Okay. Now I got to figure out how to get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you just go down and uh, there's a there you go. You got how to use this. Okay. That's okay. I'm, hey, I I am actually loving StreamYard. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So but yeah, I, I would give that as an a honorable mention for for like a second favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that episode, and I liked the kid. He was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's a very good episode. A lot of fun to watch. That's episode eight, and it's titled "Plain House." And episode episode six is "The Sound of Our Wings." Thank you, Megan. Yep. Um, also, uh, if you're into the comics, by the way, the sound of her wings is adapted from Sandman number eight and number 13. Cool. I'm cheating. I'm cheating. I have the Wikipedia thing up That's just so cheating, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I, I never read the Sandman. Um, after I watched the first couple of episodes, I did go back on the DC app and I, I read a little bit of the first issue 
of Neil Gaiman's because he wrote the comic also. He wrote yes. the comic mm-hmm. and he wrote the the stories for for television. Um, Is it, it pretty close? It's pretty darn close. I was amazed actually. I'm like, wow. But I guess that's what you get when you get the creator come in both the comic book and and the, and the television series. So yeah, yeah. Sage, did you have any other favorite episodes? Um, I loved when Dream went to confront, um, well, when he went to hell. I loved that. Episode four. That was another one of mine. Yes. Yeah. And the yes. concept of a single spark can make a huge difference in nice. terms of, you know, persevering or failing. Just that single spark of hope. I love that concept down there. Yes. It was very beautiful. And to overpower, you know, Lucifer Morningstar it, with with that concept beautiful i loved it uh the game that they played back and forth in the yes. winning with hope was just I, it was so fascinating i'm like yeah. who thought this game up no gaming it is great <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs> I, I, I was just like ah this is i i i agree with you sage i just really really enjoyed yeah. that part of that episode it was intriguing and i was like when it was only one episode with with lucifer morningstar i was like oh you got such a great actress playing this character and i was like oh this is it this is all we get oh well that's okay it was good i like that episode <laughs> a lot you know i love that game and stuff and then when we see at the very end of this of the season you're like oh yeah it was just it's just set up this is gonna be good so yeah. So we have to address the elephant in the room though. Uh oh. How, how do we feel? Now I know Steven and I are both big Constantine fans. I don't know how Sage how you feel about Constantine, but we are huge Constantine fans. So how do we all feel about Constantine? <sighs> um I, <laughs> I it, it was so weird changing the name. Um, but, uh, was still, how shall I say it, it was intriguing. It's not the same character. So those who think it's like the Keanu Reeves, Constantine or the Constantine from the, the animated film, DC animated films or the TV show with Matt Ryan, who is, who hey, is Constantine, who's <laughs> it, hashtag. That's my Constantine. That's right. That's right. Um, it's almost like Kevin Conroy is Batman. The voice Matt of Matt Ryan yeah. is Constantine. Yeah. yeah. So if if I went into it at first, I was kind of like, "Well, this is not the same." It is. I was like, "Oh man!" But realizing that you know, okay, here's some of the mythos. We're changing some things. The character that she was still she was still honorary about you know that constantine style she was still kind of uh no holds barred kind of a thing say it like it is you know i don't have patience for this kind of thing so i was like okay there's some there's some carryovers i i it it was okay it was okay that's that's what i'll say okay sage sage i the first two times i heard it i got annoyed not even gonna lie to you I, agree. I got annoyed, uh, but then once I accepted that this is a different character, it's a different. You know, I was okay with it, but yeah, the first two times, I was like, "No, that's not how we say it." No, right. So, but. yeah, yeah the the name 
it bothers me a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I get it. I get it because you know he's 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 uh, gender swapping the character. Um, I think Which it's is fine. Help. That's no big deal for me. I, I mean, and he did that with Lucifer too, right? Yeah. He did. And, and from what I was hearing, the reason he did that was because he didn't want those characters to be uh, uh, confused, confused with the you know with the Lucifer of the WB and and Constantine of the WB and and so on and so forth. Also, yeah. um, because it is a different universe. But Constantine is part of the Vertigo comic book series. The, the, the John Constantine actually the is. John Constantine is, yeah. I think for me, the saving grace is I'm a Doctor Who fan. Uh, so I'm a fan of Jenna Coleman. I like okay. her. I loved her in Doctor Who. I thought she was great. So that. Souffle girl. What? Souffle girl. Souffle girl, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, I think that helped me get over the hump a little bit that okay, okay. she's she's not hashtag my Constantine Constantine right. Constantine Constantine that is not my Constantine yeah can you say stuff yes. hi Megan hi. you gotta you come, come in, in. Yeah. why don't you come in let me be there you disembodied go. voice <laughs> um Sage, this is Megan, by the way. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah. I absolutely adored the series. Um, as far as the changing Constantine and Lucifer, I prefer Jenna <laughs> Coleman. Um, oh, not, okay. In wait, the wait, sense you, of, you prefer the sense Jenna Coleman? Let me explain. Excuse I mean. me, I'm gonna have to remove her now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. She's still talking. She's connected to my mic. Right. I meant in the sense of between Constantine and Lucifer in the show, in the Sandman show, I prefer Jenna Coleman. Um, I prefer okay. Constantine. I don't particularly like that version of Lucifer, um, but I have an attachment to Tom Ellis. And his version of Lucifer. Oh, sure. So I wish it would have been him, but it would have been a very different character, and yeah. it would not have went the way that it did. I don't think this is going to go the way you think it's. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't finished watching Lucifer, but I need to. Um, but I love the show Lucifer, and. Tom Ellis is a fantastic actor. I love him. And um I love his character. I love his character of Lucifer. And but I don't know. It's hard to explain how he is. But it I it yeah. If it was him is is Dream and Lucifer related? I don't I think so. I don't no, think. Uh -uh. I understand no, are you talking about in the Sandman universe? Yeah. No, no uh -uh. I, don't, I don't think so because it's it's dream, it's desire, it's uh, despair, despair, despair yeah. death, uh, death. death. Um, I can't dream, think of who else. Despair. There's seven of them, I believe. Yeah, really? I think you're right. I think there's seven. But I think, um, but Lucifer, Lucifer is not one of them. He's not in the family, quote unquote. Okay. Um. 
Or, well, I said he. In this case, it's she. I know what you meant. <laughs> anyway. It, it was still would have been... I feel like if we would have had Tom Ellis as Lucifer in that, if we would have had, like, his character from the show Lucifer, uh-huh. it would have went a lot differently. You know, now that you say that, it kind of makes me feel even better that Matt Ryan wasn't in this because I think Matt Ryan would have taken over. Um, yeah. You know, you know how, how they say actors get on screen and they chew up the scenery. That's the way Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And I think he would have taken over and Jenna Coleman is a very good, uh, a supporting actress. Yeah. So, Maybe this was, man, maybe Neil Gaiman is smarter than we yeah. give him credit for. <laughs> well, when introducing, smart. sorry about that. When introducing the character of death, it was mentioned, uh, Dream said, you know, she was the most beautiful or the most beautiful of all of the creations. And then the fall, I think the portrayal of, in this case, being the woman and just the elegance and the poise that she was showing, even being down there. Like, I don't know. I think it fit her more than, than if the guy would have played it. Not saying a guy can't be beautiful, but at the same time, like I think just the way that she conducted and carried in her walk and just the, you know, even in her current look, she was still very beautiful, very classy, elegant. And just, you know, so I think that might've been why the direction, I, I don't know. But I, I, yeah. I liked it fitting that knowledge prior. Because the Constantine we know is very rough and oh yeah, rough uh-huh. looking. Yeah. Right. But right. that's him. That's so, his character. Uh, r- real quick, I want to go back to the family members. So they're called the Endless. So, okay. um, and then so there's Destiny, um, which I don't know if we met in. I don't think so. In the series, no. yeah, I don't we, think we've met. We, we met we death. So there's death, mm-hmm. uh, dream, um, destruction, which I don't think we met in this I, no. this season. Um, desire, desire, uh, and despair, which are the twins, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And then the last one is delirium, also mm. known once known as delight. Um, that was men- That one was mentioned. Mentioned, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I think Desire mentions delight. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, so yeah, so those are the those are the seven sage. You were right. There were seven members. So nice. Um, and that. Last thing I wanted to say, though. Yes. Um, as far as like uh, talking about favorites, my second favorite, maybe tied with the sex episode, was the second half of the special episode. The Calliope. Section. Agreed. Yes. I loved the story. I love the, the Calliope story. Yes. Hmm. And that ties into my um, Greek, my, my love for Greek mythology, too. Right on. And it has Rory. <laughs> it has who? Rory. Rory from Doctor from Who. Doctor who. Another oh. Doctor Who character. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Okay. It, it's a Doctor Who thing. You wouldn't understand. And David Tennant was in it, too. Because <laughs> David Tennant was the voice of the... Um, of the oh, yeah, you're the right. I forgot about with that. With the cats. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, I forgot all about I that. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Interesting. 
And David Tennant's amazing. I love David Tennant. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, all right. We are wrapping up because it is one hour and 19 minutes in. <laughs> Can I say one thing? Absolutely. Yep. You bet. Go uh, for it. The character, I forget his name in it, but the one that Morpheus was chasing initially, which the caused him to be captured. Corinthian. Yes. Oh, yeah. We um, forgot to bring up the Corinthian. I love when he finally took off his glasses and you've seen the teeth, the, the hunger in his eyes. Yeah. I love how they portrayed that. That was, that was beautiful. That was a great insight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. Agreed. Corinthian is a great uh, adversary in this. I yes. He's very like, much so. I'll, I'll be open to you. He's like one of my top 10 villains now. Oh, he's something yeah. else, man. He was fantastic. <laughs> And yeah. Boyd Holbrook was the actor. He did okay. a fantastic oh, job. He was incredible. He was I, creepy. I, he was. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, very creepy. <laughs> very yeah. creepy. Oh my gosh! I, I think everybody that was acted in this this series is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, Neil Gaiman is. Gaiman for yeah, you. he's a genius, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, let me real quick with Neil Gaiman. Um. Neil Gaiman, English writer. Let's look at, he has written, uh, so Coraline oh, yeah. um, is yep. Neil Gaiman. American Gods. And you talk and, about creepy. Coraline no. is creepy. Yeah. Um, Good I mean. Omens, that series on on um, Amazon mm-hmm. is Neil Gaiman. Stardust, I think I said it wrong earlier. Stardust is the old book, that, or the, the old movie that I was with Charlie Cox. Stardust. I can't remember if I said that right. Um, he wrote the graveyard book. Uh, his book on North mythology is actually really good. I've got it on audiobook. Oh. Um, the graveyard book is a great book too. Is it? I have not read it. Neverwhere is another one. Um, the Watchmen, the 2019 edition. Um, I think he did some storytelling for that. Um, he did do some of the Eternals. Marvel's Eternals mm-hmm. is Neil Gaiman. Um, Samuel, we've already talked about um, fragile things, snow glass apples. I mean, there's those I'm not familiar with, but like Coraline, he did do uh, some Batman. Um, whatever happened to the Cape Crusader is Neil Gaiman. Yes. Um, so he he has just um, a ton, a lot of stuff with. Uh, Whatever happened to the Crusader? Is that the episode where each one of them are telling a story uh, of Batman? Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. I think that's what that is, if I remember. Man, I might have to go back and rewatch that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I- I'm all up for wa- rewatching pretty much any Batman. Well, except for the two mo- movies that we won't we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. <sighs> right. So anyway, the so bane yeah, of so, my existence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying Neil Gaiman is is quite the prolific writer. He has done some really interesting Agreed. storytelling um and stuff. So yeah. Yep, 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 I yep, yep. I never realized that the graveyard book was Neil Gaiman. <laughs> That's funny. I think there's a lot of stuff people don't realize that was Neil Gaiman. Probably. Yeah, probably. probably. You know. All right. Well, hey, Sage, any last thoughts? I want to give you the uh any any 
great words of wisdom. I'm putting them on the spot, everybody. Sorry, I don't mean to make you nervous and all that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. You're good. Um, I I just want to say I thank you guys because it's it's nice. Like, I look forward to watching you guys every Saturday and all the other works that you guys do. It's nice to just find people who love this stuff and who just it, it's awesome. It's yeah. it's really really awesome, and I thank you guys truly for providing this outlet for people and for allowing me to be here and share and share in this moment. Like I'm truly blessed. Thank you guys. Yeah. For everything. Oh, we're oh, actually we're blessed to have you. Thank you for that. That's very gracious. I want you to say uh, for those who may not have heard at the beginning and are still here, repeat your name and the importance of your name. The whole Sage yes. Page Omega. Okay. That's it's worth repeating. Um, so I'm all about positivity and growth on my channel, uh, evolving daily, you know, being better than your yesterday. So the best part of your today is the worst part of your tomorrow and just growing from that aspect. So that's actually what my name stands for. Sage page, Omega, Sage page Omega. The Sage part is seeking adventure, gaining experience, leveling, evolving, growing, so forth. Uh, and then the page part is just us leaving our mark on the world for future generations. So as we're leveling, as we're evolving, we're doing it as a blueprint. And that's honestly what it's about. It's just being our better versions. I mean, I know we struggle, but just being our better versions daily and just leveling up this journey. So I love it. Love I it. love that's it. Awesome. That's awesome. I had, I had no idea that your name was actually a, uh, acronym that's that's great that's fantastic yeah when when i first created sage page um there's a board game called uh talisman that my brothers got me into years ago uh -huh. um oh, over 10 years now and that's actually where i came up with this concept from because i love the whole just leveling journeying finding yourself finding your purpose your destined you know quest and i'm like you know what? why not apply that to life and what better way than to level up who you are? You know, we all get stuck at that plateau and it's like, why not go past it? Why not be, be more, you know, mm -hmm. and I've just mm -hmm. been trying to do that ever since. So it's really yep. beautiful, actually. Thank you. Yep. I love it. I love it. I Great having you with us. Great having you with us today, Sage. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank uh, you guys, truly. <laughs> and, and we'll have you back again. We need to talk games. <laughs> I'm down for it, guys. Just let me know. <laughs> well, that, right. I, I probably won't be able to contribute much to that because I don't really play any games, but I I will be glad to sit and listen. <laughs> right on. Right on. All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, Mike, do you want to roll us out for the day? Um, just a quick shout out to all of our Kofi supporters. <laughs> Um, this, including Sage. Sage is a big supporter of us. We appreciate it. Angie, Megan, they both help support us and they are on the team. Um, sounds like uh, Sage may be joining the team here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our biggest supporters are on, on the team. That's great. Uh, we love it. No, but we do have some other great supporters out there. Um, and I can't think of everybody off the top of my head. Three Geeky Dads is up there. Uh, they They support us. Um, and a shout out to our friends over at Nerdery and Murdery, uh, another fantastic podcast. If you've never listened to Nerdery and Murdery, go check them out. They're great. Three Geeky Dads is great. Um, and probably one last shout out to our new sponsor, Audible. Thank you, Audible, for being a sponsor of Two Geeks and a Microphone. We really appreciate you. Um, Steven may be doing a Steven Pick of the Month, too. 
Yes. I'm, I'm putting him on the spot on the air. That's right. <laughs> it's my That's way right. of saying, hey, Steven, you got to do this. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> All right. All good. So with that said, oh, man, I don't have a closing line. Oh, gosh. What's a good line from the show? Uh, dang, I, I, I got nothing. All right. Well, I guess uh, just may the force be with you over and out. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then, 